Excellent. Thank you. I don't, again, know what, what edition of the podcast this is, but I don't care. It's going to be an exciting one because in our midst today, we have a long-standing part of the community and a local politician. Brian, you probably don't need to be introduced by too many people, but for those that don't know you, do you want to say a few things about your backstory, sir? Okay. Well, I'm Brian Matthews. Very nice to be here, Ed. Um, can do arts and hopefully we might get a chance to hear a bit more about what you do. Yeah. Because I live out at Yutton Kennel, but I'm actually the councillor for Box and Cologne, uh -huh. and, uh, which is kind of, it's about seven minutes it takes me to get up to, uh, mm. to, to Cullen. So it's uh, two lovely communities, very different, but, but, uh, but close to where I live. Um, and uh, well, in terms of my backstory, I spent a lot of time overseas um, as an aid worker. Really? So I spent wow, fair yeah, best part of 20, 27, 28 years overseas um, with Water Aid and the British Government's Aid Programme and various others. What? But uh, so I'm a water engineer. Right. Um, I'm actually a qualified agricultural engineer. Wow. Um, which uh, has given me the chance to do all this lovely work with amazing communities all around yeah. the globe. Wow. So in Africa, in the Far East. Um, a bit in, in Central America. Um, Amazing. So. We spend the, the, the next hour just hearing about that. That's incredible. <laughs> well, it's, it's been, I've just been so lucky to be able to do it. Um, and, you know, coming back here, obviously, most of the time when I work overseas, I, I tend to go for quite a long time. Yeah. So it can be, um, you know, a year, two years, whatever, at a, at a stretch. Yeah. Um, occasionally you get little bits of consultancy work. Um, but my passion really is working with communities and whether that's in East Timor mm -hmm. uh, or Tanzania or here, yeah. it's all about people. Yeah, absolutely. And absolutely. The, the, you know, the, 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 the technical stuff, yes, I'm an engineer, but I'm also a social development person. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, that's, that's, that's what we're doing. It's fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah. So, what are your thoughts on the recent announcements on cutting foreign aid? What was your first thoughts when you heard well, that? Well, it's horror, isn't it? You know, and it's irresponsible. Absolutely. Um, and when you look at what's happening in, in Yemen, yeah. I mean, we're talking about thousands and thousands of people can die there. Yeah. And are dying. Yeah. Um, and it's a double hit, isn't it? Because on the one hand, England is supplying arms and also then starving. So it's, it's quite an interesting pincer movement. Not one I don't think they should be proud of. No, and it's, it's, it's really interesting now with, with the new administration in the States, with Biden and Harris. Mm. Um, and that may... I mean, they've, they've basically called time on Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Um, yeah. But can, I mean, you know, this whole bone sore issue with um, the, the son of the king, how horrible is that? Yeah, yeah. it doesn't like, get more horrible. No, it? it's, it's, it's yeah. something out of an absolute horror yeah. story. And, yeah. and to think that we, because of money and oil, which is something we're supposed to be moving away from anyway, um, connect ourselves with that. Yeah, yeah, there's a, there's, a, there's a big gulf of morality that isn't a gulf uh, as in the big gulf Mexico or any oil producing golf it's a golf and morality where well, I totally agree with you it's but it's, it's not only it's not only morality it's actually 
you, you can do well by doing the right thing. Uh, absolutely. You know? Uh, a positive win-win for everyone, surely. Totally. Take out the conflict. Yeah. This, 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 the, the, the climate breakdown that we're experiencing mm. is all part of that as well, as you say. We're, we're, we're talking about uh, uh, not only despotic um, rulers of countries that, that can rule because with, with, with impunity because they have natural resources, yeah. such as oil. It's like, well... Here's a little thing to you. We don't need oil anymore. What we've always needed, though, is civility and the, the, the common uh, uh, purpose of human beings. And again, I, I've said this a million times in these podcasts, mm. I don't have a religious affiliation or a political one. But I do have started a community uh, organisation 23 years ago in recognition of, and with lots of help from far more intelligent people than myself, some of them who, who are water specialists have worked at the Environment Agency okay. who do the same similar thing. They go across South Africa and whatever, and, and uh, India, looking at water resources and uh, advise governments. So I've, I've been very fortunate mm. um, to have had um, lots of experience around big thinkers around the sustainable development. And of course, locally, we've got uh, well boring. Absolutely, um, but, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Chipperland's own international yes. development charity, yeah, yeah. which is a lovely. You know, I've it's, got it's, a few of their events. Yeah. Um, they did a, a lovely choir thing. I'm laughing at the choir thing now because I was with a mate and we mm -hmm. uh, were waiting for his his wife to sing in it, and uh, she didn't have a solo. And she's a particularly good singer. So right. I yeah. I, uh, I wanted to walk up. No, I didn't. Um, yeah. We and then they, they did one at the old road as well. But yeah, really fantastic. And I think sometimes people, particularly in a situation like this, economically, they're looking and going, wait a minute, surely it's okay to cut the, the, the aid. Aren't we just being generous mm. to these uh, less whatever uh, um, developed countries? Or it's like, well, there is, there, is, <laughs> there is a bit of a history with some of those countries about the wealth of this nation. Yep. So for me, it's, it's not so much a generosity as more of a compensation for past not just um, atrocities. But it's also, it's for us for the future. And, and what more obvious uh, thing is there than COVID at yeah. the moment? Because if, yeah. if, if it's, it's rather like the business with, um, with, with smallpox once upon a time. Yeah. Unless you eradicate it everywhere, yeah. it's, it's a danger to, to everyone. Where can you go? So People, and and, and uh, you know, I don't know what you thought about not closing down the airports or, or the mm -hmm. ports. You know, it's, you know, it's a game of off-ground TIG. Everyone get off-ground and you can't be hurt. Mm. Uh, you know, isolate, whatever. How did they not get that? Or, or, or you know, the, 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 there's a lot of conspiracy theories, I know this, but it is quite unusual. I mm. don't know if you know anything about Stanley Johnson, about his books and what he was writing about back in the day. He's a bit of an odd, odd fellow, yeah. Well, that's very, very diplomatic. He said, perhaps you can be our <laughs> Prime Minister, sir. You are, you are, what a lovely way to describe someone. So he's a bit of an odd fellow. He's a bit of an odd He's having fellow. a right laugh, that geezer. Uh, I think people should look at, look at some of his... his yes. not, I'm not yes. one second suggesting that Stanley Oddfellow is uh, responsible for a pandemic, mm. but there is a certain type of social pragmatism which certain... Uh, um, uh, people from certain echelons look at society and say, well, collateral damage, eh. you know, um, throughout history, there's been a whole like, swathe of people that have just been cast aside because elites or whoever think yep. that they're disposable and population control and all these things. Yep. Now, even the great Jonathan Porritt, and I say that totally, I, you know, I've been very fortunate to be uh, in various situations with Jonathan okay. Porritt. Uh, Forum for the Future and, and, and all that good work and it's like 
they would still talk about population as a as a, as a consideration. Yes. But I don't think they'd ever think about any of the some of the the solutions that 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 might be purported by all sorts of people from all sorts of backgrounds right across the piece right through history. But you're completely right. There, there's a there's a there's a need. <laughs> you're completely right, right? Because if Ed Deegan says so, you must be. In my mind, you're completely right. That it's it's that commonality, isn't it? It's like this isn't just going to affect this sort of person or that sort of person. This is a worldwide thing. If you don't get it under control, we're all going to completely continually suffer. And if that's the case, it's in our all our vested self-interest to to come up with a yeah. solution. I've, I've actually touched base a bit with Jonathan Porrett yeah. um, because uh, a few years ago I got involved with a project called The Reef. I don't know if you've heard of that. It's a, um, it, it's a, a renewable energy project which at the moment is still conceptual right. uh, but for the Bristol Channel. Ooh, and yes. uh, as you're probably aware, the Bristol Channel's got the second highest tidal difference Hence in the world. The, the seven surge comes from it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, and if we could capture the energy from that, uh, we could actually generate an awful lot of power. And this chap that I know I got involved with, I stood the first time I stood for Parliament was in 2010, and that was for um, North Somerset. Right. Um, but uh, so I got, got involved a bit with, with the Bristol Channel and looking at, you know, that amazing resource that is just there. Yeah. And uh, this thing called the reef would stretch from Aberthaw, which is where there's a conventional coal-fired power station that's about to be switched off, but it's still running. Right. Across to, Ab uh, to um, very close to Hinkley Point. Um, and that line, it was actually worked out in the 1930s, right? is the best line to capture the energy. Right. So, uh, you know, the engineering has been there for a long time. Uh, the amount of energy, we know how much it would be. Yeah. Because um, the chap that I was working at, the fellow called Rupert Armstrong Evans, um, he didn't get the contract to do the, the exploration, right. you know, the exploration yeah. work. Uh, that went to Rolls-Royce and Atkins, who ironically, Atkins had got a lot of his work already because he'd done produced some stuff for the RSPB. Oh, right. So they pinched the 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 money effectively uh, to do the to do the research. But having said that, that was then, and it's quite useful if you've got a company like Rolls Royce and Atkins that will do an evaluation of what you're trying to say to yeah. do, and they say it will generate this amount of of energy. Yeah. The amount of energy is thirty point four terawatts of power. Now that's an important figure, yeah. because uh, the amount of energy that Hinkley C will yeah. produce, yes. theoretically, and, and, and actually it may never produce that, yeah. because they, you know, there are similar schemes which, it's the largest nuclear power station that will ever have been built. Um, that built by who? Well, there's a. It's, <laughs> well, it's the French. Uh, it's the French and the uh, yeah, yeah. Chinese. Chinese, but, lovely. But that's thirty point two terawatts. Yeah. Of power. This is per annum. Yeah. It's not a daily figure. So, so you, per you annum figure. differential about twenty something, is it? No. So, so one is 20, One is thirty point four. The other is 30, 30. 2. Oh right. So Sorry, it's almost. It it's yeah. almost the same amount. Yeah. Of energy. Now, people have said, "Ah, oh, but the reef would cost too much." Well, we reckoned that it would probably cost around 20 billion to build. Uh, and the idea is it would be built um, 
using technology that goes back to the Second World War. Mm -hmm. Might have heard of the Mulberry Harbors, yes, which were uh, 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 Normandy and D-Day. That's right, and there were ironically there were seventeen kilometres of those massive, great you know caissons that that were brought in, built under fire in six months. Yeah, all right, (laughs) they were bombed while they were being while they were building. Now, so essentially the same technology, except that each concrete caisson has a huge turbine. Turbine, yeah, but instead of putting in um, these. Rolls-Royce turbines, which actually are quite small and have a major problem. In other words, to run them, you have to run them under pressure, and that pressure kills the fish, which is why... That's what I was going to ask you, about the elvis. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But if you've got a really big turbine uh, built with what you might almost call agricultural engineering technology, um, it would turn really slowly, and so the elvis, the fish, everything else can just... Swim straight through, wow. swim back, wow. you know, back yeah. out again. Because that was the big concern, wasn't it? Absolutely. These, these processes. Yeah. But so, so we could be generating, and that would equate to about 12% of everything we generate at the moment yeah. in the UK. Um, so it, it's a substantial amount of what we could be doing. So we're still hoping that that yeah. will happen. And in fact, I wrote a paper for the government recently and sent it off. I haven't heard back. Uh, you know, it's just one of those sort of frustrating things. Yes. You, you, you literally fill in a thing, you ping it off, and they don't even have to get back to you to say thank you. For I mean, some of the processes yeah. of local and national yeah. democracy, say, say, democracy. Yeah. I mean, we should have such... There should be... And they do it in, in different countries. Um, listening to a lot... and George Monbiot... Mm. Fantastic, yeah. And Blind Boy, if you're listening, yeah. Uh, two two fantastic uh, people uh, on all sorts, and have been pointed in his direction by. Do you know um, Dr. Mark Everard? Yeah, he's he's yes. ge- he's a genius geezer. It says yeah. his partner. But I think he's the guy I was talking about. He's been around here, been around the world doing water in yeah. India, what have you? Um, he pointed me out to all these sort of people, and I, I, some of the things that George Monbiot is saying now. Um, I've thought in ways, not that I'm some great thinker, and it's like, all oh, right, well, if George won't be a saying that, maybe I'm on the right path here, which is quite interesting, because he's t- talking about this idea of local democracy in, in various places where uh, citizens would be able to put suggestions yeah. about how to spend local budgets and or initiatives, and then the rest of the uh, uh, community would vote on those. Mm. And then the... the councillors, whoever they are, elected officials, will be there to implement it or to give good reason why it shouldn't be implemented. And that would seem to me to be the better way up and around because uh, I guess, you know, I keep slaughtering uh, Boris Johnson, but that's what happens, I guess, if you have the big job, don't you? Greta Thunberg, you know, and she keeps talking about the science and the science is vital because, yes, it's important to involve the people. Yes. But you've got to involve the science as well. Oh, 100%. And, hand, uh, hand in hand. And, and explain the science. A- absolutely. Yeah, which is and, what's great about Johnson But what you Parrot, want to be aware of is populism. Yeah. Where you yeah, yeah, yeah. jump on a thing. I mean, yeah. we, you know, we know all about Mussolini and Hitler. Yeah. They were great orators. Of course. And they got people yeah. wound up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and so the people aren't always right. Yeah. As we can see oh, from no, the past. No, no, I agree. And that's there's, why there's, there's a yeah. need for the science. Of course, the, 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 the stricture and the, and, the, and, the, and the process at which uh, ideas yeah. are transformed into reality, yeah. you're totally right. Yeah. Willy nilly, let's all have an ice, ice ring. 
Why? Because everyone said so. Yeah. You know, come on, guys, let's yeah. think about what the implications are. So there, there would be all sorts of yeah. uh, 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 ways of looking at the practical and the environment. Well, the, the, the old Venn diagram of sustainable development, the economic, the social and the environmental mm. aspects of any project. But if it's not for the greater good and proven by the... I'm not expecting me or any lay person yeah. to... Under, but I, of course, want the... the, 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 the uh, science of every and, and the engineering. If it, if it but let me give it. you some figures Good. because the, these are these are quite interesting. And I only actually got hold of these earlier on this year um, through I was involved in it was a part of something called the Brighton Circle, which is uh, a, a group of, of prospective parliamentary candidates um, who uh, sort of link up with with Europe. Yeah, um, our main trading partners, as we know. Um, <laughs> we laugh. Oh, those are those people. Those ones. Those people. How's that but, going? Yes. Yeah. Well, one of the guys I was talking to was uh, a, a chap who's the he's he's got a Scottish name, Ian um, McAllister, I think. He's the German kind of foreign minister for the EU, but he's, his father's a Scot. And uh, so I got, because I feel, you know, where's the future of the UK? Yeah. This is vital. Where is our future? Yeah. One of the things, I mean, this is a really interesting to look at the numbers. Point, so it's 0 0.25 terawatts. Remember that figure, yeah. terawatts, um, is the figure of energy that we use as a nation at any one time, right. approximately. All right, so that's the capacity that we need. That's not just for electricity. That's for all our petrol, you know, diesel, everything. Yeah. For, 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 for running the country. Yeah. That's what we need for our industry, our heating, our, the whole works. 0 0.25 terawatts. If you look at the map of the UK in terms of its wind energy production, at any one time, you know, or at least stretched over a year yeah. and averaged out, it's two terawatts of power. Right. Okay, just from the wind. That's yeah. not the solar, that's not the yeah. tidal, that's not the wind, the, the wave or whatever yeah. else. That's just the wind. Wow. Um, and, well, thank goodness there are moves now to start to exploit that into yeah. the future. But we should be thinking about ourselves as an energy hub, not just for us, yeah. but we can power, I mean, Germany doesn't have this, yeah. It's got some solar. Yeah. Um, it's got a hell of a lot of coal, which they're trying to stop using. Yeah. But they don't have the sea and the yeah. wind, which we have. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so, so we, in terms of where do we go in the future, I was trying to sort of push this idea to this German um, diplomat. Look, we can actually be useful to Europe here, whether we're in the EU or not. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We can still pro right. yeah, yeah. provide that. Well, when's that ever been a, a barrier to anything? When it, people want to get things done, they'll get things done. Exactly. Okay. If exactly. there's the right thing. That's amazing. So, so, so the energy is there. The, 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 the resources are there. We've just got to open our eyes and start investing in the right places. And it's surely, as far as the reset goes, ha looking to the future, having a green... I don't know if that really works, but you know, a survivor's look at how we we work in harmony with nature. As I keep saying to people, yeah. you know, we're a part of nature, not apart from nature. Yes. We're going to look back. Ooh, let's save the whales and save the pandas because bless them, they don't seem to be able to survive. It's like no, no, no. no we're exactly. all. It's, it's such a, a beautifully woven web, not of our making. Yeah. And whatever religious person may or may not be watching this, 
if if that's a god or whatever that's made it, well, they've done a great job. And whilst I have breath in me, and I'm, there's a few out there wishing I didn't have any, uh, would be saying, I would like to do as much as I can to maintain the human uh, interaction with the planet, i.e., yeah. our survival, and not just a you know in some sort of dystopian future where everyone's uh, you know running because we're overrun by a fascist state, yeah. but we're actually living in harmony with nature and each other. Yes. Europe or whoever, the yeah. world, like you say about the pandemic, it's the same thing, we're all interlinked. Yes. Um, I think there's a whole future in green, the green economy. It's yes. in fact the way to go forward. There's yeah. jobs. Yeah. If Thatcher, God bless her, had, had, and I know that there's, you know, I, c I can make lots of criticisms and it's quite easy to, to, to criticise Margaret Thatcher. You only have to read her life story and how she treated her sister and you think... Well, she was a scientist, actually. Of course she was. And, yeah, and yeah, she yeah. was one of the first world politicians to start saying, actually, this whole business with the climate change yeah. is real and we've got to get serious about it. Yeah, well, so, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah, no, I, so there's lots of... I think that she thought uh, all sorts of things about capitalism, which she was a bit shocked, I think, about the avarice and greed of the 80s. I think that yeah. what she unleashed, she was possibly... You know, I've, I've read other bits about her and I thought, oh, well, that's a, an aspect I didn't know about yeah. her. But in the breaking down of the unions, in the breaking down of traditional uh, communities, in the breaking down... Look, my dad came across as an economic uh, a migrant, as a, a sort of Bevan boy type of thing, and it was horrendous in the mines. So he didn't right. do it. And as I said, he, he, he would rather have gone to Aden and potentially been shot right. than day in, day, day in, day out. So not only for an environmental aspect is mm. coal mining not a good idea, it was never a good idea. No one really enjoyed They enjoyed the banter, you know, working class people mm. uh, up against it in the trenches or down a mine or mm. the shipbuilding. Mm. It's, it was a tremendous detriment to people's mm. health. Mm. And they survived with the joie de vivre, as, as, and that's why people think there's a differential between the northern communities, because mm. they were built on these traditional ways. Mm. They all shared the same hardships, and that's why the co-op um, came from, you know, Rochdale. The, the, the idea of, the, of, of people in a certain environment coming together to overcome mm. adversity and just survive, while they've been exploited, by the way, by the... Now, if she would have, if she would have said, look, we don't, environmentally we don't need coal, we shouldn't have coal, um, socially it's not good, or, 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 or personally for your physical health it's not good, so what we're going to do is we're going to bring you above ground, and where we have the mines, we're going to re-employ you, but, mm. keep, but thank you mm. for you and your generations of family that have, have uh, stoked the fire of industry, yeah. possibly now to our detriment, but they didn't know that, and I'm, you know, if we'd known what we'd known now at the beginning of the Industrial Revolution, perhaps some of those ideas but, might have changed. But, but look at what happened with Denmark and with Norway. Um, what they did with their North Sea oil, their bit of the North Sea oil and gas. They exploited it. Yeah. Okay, that was perhaps a bad thing, whatever, but it was there. Yeah. We were all using gas at the time, using oil. We didn't regard that at the time as being a danger. But they were forward thinking enough yeah. to build vast industries making wind turbines. Yeah. All right? So, Absolutely. what did we invest our North Sea oil in? Big question, that. Now we're starting to do it. Yes. Um, but, but it's a bit late. And, and that actually comes back to another really important little, little science point, which, which uh, I've been trying to, to well, look at because uh, I think it's vital. And, and that is 
that they say that in 2030, which is when we want to be see Wiltshire carbon neutral, yes. um, half the cars that will be on the road then are already on the road now. Yeah. So they're not electric, yeah. they're diesel, yes. they're petrol, yeah, yeah. what, what, what. So what are we doing about making synthetic fuels that are made from renewables? Yeah. And you can, you can do it. And it's interesting that Bosch, the German, you know. Make everything. Giant yeah. company. Yeah. They are actually doing a lot of research into this. Now, actually, of course, Germany has got a long history of it during the Second World War. They couldn't bring in oil, so they were turning coal into diesel and petrol. Yeah. It's not a difficult process, but you can do it by drawing the CO2 out of the air. So if you've got um, enough renewable energy being produced, which we could have from our tides, from yeah. our wind, from yeah. you know hydro and everything else, we could be, whenever there's more energy coming in, then we actually need to pump into the, uh, the, the national grid, yeah. that energy can be turned into making fuels. Right. Um, now, then you don't have the problem of, well, what happens when you're producing more energy than you can use, blah, blah, blah. Well, that's what you do with it. Yeah. And you start producing fuels um, which you can run current technology vehicles on. Now, yes, of course, it'd be lovely if we all had electric cars or whatever. But those have their own cost. Of course they do. And they cost around... Where do the batteries come from? Well, exactly. Yeah. And it's about 10 tonnes of CO2 to produce a car, whether it's an electric car or whether it's a... Absolutely. You know, so there's some cost, uh, uh, that, that, that environmental cost that yeah. is, that is uh, exp uh, paid or, or um, levied sure. somewhere along the line. And we need, we need to think about Joe Bloggs, or, or, or me for that matter. I've yeah. got an old petrol car yes. because I can't afford to buy an electric yeah. car yeah. Um, and it's how I get around if I'm not cycling yeah. um, but you know for the moment that's what I've, I've got but we need to think about creating those fuels for the future yeah. which solves that whole energy problem of, of what do you do how do you store the energy you can store it as fuel yeah. and you can literally combine hydrogen which you get from, you know, the old experiment in the, in the lab when you were at school and you were producing... I was never allowed to go near fire. You, 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 you were on chemicals. Idiot, <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> or they were trying to make me sniff them. Somewhere. Right, yeah. But, I mean, you know, that, that, that simple experiment with hydrolysis where you create yeah, hydrogen... There's, there's a factory over in Swindon, is there not, that looking yep. at hydrogen cells to, to run cars, yep. essentially. There's, there's So... On a, on a macro level, or on a countrywide level, mm. I agree with you completely and whatever. So bringing it back home, mm -hmm. bringing it all back home, which yeah. is actually bizarrely the name of the um, project, the, the, the cross-cultural project we're doing with Croatia and Ireland, right. um, which I talked to your colleague about. However, what are you thinking on a local environmental level? What do you think about all these new ideas for this distributor roads, the housing, whatever? What, what's your thoughts on that? Concern to start with, yeah. um, because uh, it's been said that Wiltshire has actually built 5,000 more houses over the last few years than it's needed to. Mm -hmm. So who are these houses going to be for? And, mm -hmm. and another thing, you look at a lot of the houses, where are the solar panels? Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, don't get me started on, <laughs> on what, who built them and why they built them and what no, they're exactly, for. Yeah, you exactly. know, oh, it's crazy. But, but, but where are the people that are going to live in them? Oh, they're in London currently. A, a, yeah. a lot of them are commuting from here. <laughs> Absolutely, as we say. You know, up the yeah. M4 to wherever. Yeah. What's the point in that? A few years ago, I was looking at the possibility of a new town. Yeah. And um, you remember that there was the whole issue of what to do with Halavington. Um, the base. The, the air base. The last exactly. place my father served in the Royal Air Force. Well, there you go. RAF 11. That's why yeah. I came to this area. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, interestingly, of course, Dyson, Dyson took it over. Dyson, yeah. But there is a preservation order on the land there, so they can turn the existing hangars into all kinds of buildings, which they've done. And yeah. it's brilliant. Yeah, it's yeah, great, yeah, yeah. and it's offering local jobs. But there's actually land close to Halavington. If you, there's an old railway station there that uh, it's, it's, it's a halt from in the old days, but it's on the main line. Right. So if you look at that land stretching to the east of Halavington, you could actually build, which is where the railway station is, you, right. could, you could build a new town there, or a new kind of village, big village, yeah. to provide housing for the people working at the airfield with, yeah. with, with a Dyson, but also just south of Junction 17, You've got this new big industrial area that's being built right now. So why don't you build, if you're going to build houses, why don't you build houses where the jobs are? Yeah. So people can literally get out of the door. And just walk, then you say, exactly. travel. Or if they need to travel yeah. further, you build right next to a, a, a motorway. Yeah. You get, get straight onto that, or in, hopefully in a bus or something. Um, or, a or noisy and not a very nice environment near a railway, but yeah, carry on. Or, yeah. or where there's a, where there's a, mainline, a, a railway. mainline railway. Which I agree. Which you is Open there. up the old beach and reverse some of those cuts. Exactly. Khan, get a, get a thing between here and Khan. Yeah. Uh, and any other uh, place that wants to have a railway, because yeah. if we cut... If well, Bassett is the obvious one. Yeah. Because you've got Bassett yeah. is, is so close to Swindon. Yeah. You try driving out of Bassett in the morning yeah, yeah. or in the evening trying to get back in. Back in, yeah, yeah. It's absolutely, absolutely. atrocious. So we could, so re reopening some of those uh, railways and obviously if, if, if the rail line is also sustainable and it's self-powered and it's, I guess it's electric now most of it yeah. anyway, isn't it? That can be, and it's that there. Can be renewable. It is. It's I was going to say, it's not a massive yeah. stretch of the imagination. Yeah. It's a reverse of, of what's happened. So I'll go along with you that. So, so then you've got to say, look at the need. Yeah. You know, what is the need? And if you decide that you want to build, effectively, it's like a donut around a town. Yeah. Which is what these new developments are. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But what happens with all of the, um, the infrastructure you need to go with it? The yeah. schools, the, the hospitals, the dentists, the... The bridge centre. That's what happens with it, mate. <laughs> Nothing. They, they, you have this. Yeah. This is... This is Taxpayers' money yep. for a youth and community centre, yep. right? Absolutely made for the purpose that it was built, yep. and now it's a bad car park. Yeah. So people don't need to think. Second part, look at the places that were built. Mm. So when I first came to this area, when my uh, uh, my father, bless him, where it was uh, sent sent sounds terrible, but you know, to mm. uh, RFL Abington. Um, so that's when I came to this area. Mm -hmm. So we've come out. When I went to Sheldon School, you'd look up, uh, over at Hard New State, and then it was just fields. And of course, you always hear, it used to be fields. Well, of course, mm. it used to be fields. Mm. This, this where the shop is, used to be some type of field, type, stroke, whatever. Mm. 
obviously there's there's a need to progress and a need to change, but it has to be done with what you said. There's the, 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 not just the purpose of jobs, but social housing, yeah. not, not affordable housing, yeah. social housing. Yeah. Do, is, is, you know, for the people that are already existing yeah. here. Yeah. So I don't. I don't know that there's been any linked up thinking other than a national prerogative and money changing had no doubt in dark crowded what dark yeah. crowded the dark and crowded rooms I, I bet they're all taking vapes it's not no smoke because I'm thinking you can't smoke indoors anymore yeah. I don't know who this geezer is but he's that your mate he's got a Scottish name but his um, father was Scottish but he's German yeah what? all right so he the, the idea that you in the existing town we've got in Chippenham, yeah. Yeah. there isn't enough infrastructure yeah. for the existing population. Chippenham, just in case everyone doesn't know this, is one of the biggest towns in Wiltshire, yeah. and, and Swindon's a unitary body. So you've got Salisbury. I don't even know if it's not the biggest place in Wiltshire. Actually. I think it's fast becoming that. And, it's, and it of... hasn't... So just on school, it's got three comprehensive schools, secondary schools, whatever they want to call themselves. Three! Mm. That's incredible. Yeah. It's incredible. I should be advocating more houses because a lot of the work we do is one of the areas when we're not doing sustainable development uh, consultations with companies mm. and all that sort of good stuff is an alternative education programme using the arts for young people to access emotionally yep. and whatever, whatever, all yep. the life skills to have a better opportunity. I should be advocating more disparate groups of people coming to a town yep. and uh, lower uh, academic uh, um, attainment so that they have to use alternative, not a bit of it, not mm. a bit of it. I would, you know, I, I want as many people to have an equal opportunity for the schools that we've got to have the proper support that they need, mm. but for us to look at the current population what and and moving forward environmentally socially environmentally what we need to do to counteract what is about to come mm. the unemployment and the mental health and they both go together the mental health boom 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 mm. and the unemployment mm, mm, mm. so the idea of building new houses and no jobs but the roads that to go to these houses but no facilities it's like really have you been watching The Crown at all? No, do you know why? I know the ending. Oh, right. <laughs> very good one. I, very good one. I don't I'm, I'm I, crazy well, about I, it. Apparently very well made. I, I started, a friend of mine um, put something up on, on LinkedIn about, you know, what was it about? And he, he, he works for PwC. And, and he what was PwC? PricewaterhouseCoopers. Oh, the right. Big, yeah, the big yeah, yeah. In London. yeah. Um, but he was talking about how it was, um, it was looking at Britain's place in the world over yeah. the last... 80 years, whatever. Um, where, where, where next? And, and you've got to look at your past. They say if, if you don't have a history, you don't have a future. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. important to know about these things. Yeah, definitely. So I've actually really enjoyed watching that. Yeah. But the reason I bring it up is um, I haven't got that far yet. But, but Princess Anne, actually just a couple of years ago, was suggesting the idea that for housing, if every village in rural Britain built... 10 to 15 social houses, yeah. that would actually put life back into those communities, yeah. which are basically dying. Yes. Because yeah. they're full of oldies that have moved out, lovely place to live, old boy, and all that sort of yeah. stuff. But you need young people in communities. Yeah. Uh, and that way, uh, if, the, if there's a pub, it can prosper. If there's a church, if there's a village shop, if you've got people, you can have those services. If you mm. haven't got the people, 
doesn't yeah, work. Absolutely. And I think that is actually a really, a really interesting idea. You could yeah, provide, yeah. you know, tens of thousands of of, yeah. of, of nice houses in. I'm, well, I'm talking about nice houses. I'm talking about houses in nice places, yeah. which people can live in yeah. and, and enjoy. Yeah. And not everyone wants to live in a rural area, but no, but, 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 but what about the fact you're right? Traditional families. The idea of second homes has also had a massive effect on particularly rural and seaside places. We do a lot of work, bizarrely, in Cornwall, right. which everyone might think, well, that's amazing. It's mm. like, well, of course, it's mm. just like Ireland, so it would be amazing. Mm. Um, and it will probably be independent as But well. then you've got to tax them. Well, then you've got to tax them. You, well, okay, or, or you say, and this is my thing, uh, yeah. you can't, no one can have a second home until everyone's got a first, mm. which Princess Anne might find quite struggling. <laughs> but anyway, that's, that, that comes into another category of sure. once we've yeah. um, retired, the royal family bless them. Bless them. Uh, well, you know, they've had, listen, yeah. Yeah. with all the luxury and wealth that they've had, I don't think they've, they've they particularly developed a happy coexistence as they... As well, that's group, group part of, of the beings. theme of the crown, of course, because it, it looks into all of those uh, issues. It would have to, because, yeah. you know, I, I'm sure there's no reason in the world why any member of the royal family shouldn't be an absolutely decent person. And I know that Prince Charles, Jonathan Porrett and all those people, mm. Charles has used his, his privilege, if you like, to um, talk about uh, our agriculture, our architecture and sustainable development, mm. which is fantastic. Um, but obviously having a royal scenario skews the whole idea of a meritocracy and, or an equal yeah. society. I'm not blaming them. No. If Prince Charles, when you're watching this, ooh, terribly interesting that's thing, a, this chap. That's a very good impression. What a fat guy is sitting there and dealing with, who is he? It sounds like some sort of <laughs> Irish guy that shouldn't be allowed. And then he's got Michael Caine coming in the back saying, Charlie boy, your days are over. Go and retire in the back. Have a nice time. Ride some horses. I'm not talking about your wife. Here we go. Yeah. So the thing is, I think that... It's great what you said about Princess Anne and, and, and bless her. Um, people having affordable houses or homes and communities that are designed with the environment and the social environment involved, yeah. absolutely. Rural communities, there's a load of isolation that people never get about yeah. uh, rural, rural communities and yeah. living out in, in, in Lavender or Stanton St. Quentin. Yeah. Not that we felt isolated because there was all sorts of facilities and most of them we'd come into town for and walk yes. into town for. I think many young people would do that now. But why isn't there a cycle path that's a, uh, alongside uh, the A350? There you go. There's the, there's why the, not? There's, that's a great, they're great show. I used to walk up and down that. Yeah. Walk up and down that. I mean, obviously, I mean, walk off the, it. To, there's the space house. for it, for yeah. goodness yeah, sake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're, you're not wrong there. That's, that's actually a good shout. But an infrastructure of Sustrans, we're, we're doing a great thing with it before. And yeah. I think if we look at, look at, uh, rejuvenating the railway. That's what this 75 million is, as well as the mental health uh, and the youth work and all the societal work. That's I mean, they, they're, they're, they've been somewhere they've sort of screwed up. I mean, going down Bristol Road, for example, yeah. they've just taken out those plastic yeah, bollards. Yeah, yeah. Well, those plastic bollards, uh, cycling along yeah, with yeah, those yeah. things, are bloody lethal because yeah. if you hit one of those, you're going to yeah, go yeah, into yeah, the yeah. road. That was you a know, strange one way or the other. Not, that was, not, yeah. and, and, and you could only yeah. really go down, you can come back up. Yeah. You know, and yeah, it just it is, it is, it is. So they've done a good, you know, they, those needed to go. But yeah. at the same time, there are lots of places where you could put in um, possibly dual use uh, footpaths yeah. and cycleways between towns that already exist. Um, we have it in Brighton, you know Brighton. Yeah. I mean, 
you, you have to you have to keep your wits about you when you're yeah. w- 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 walking on the seafront. Yeah. But there's that cycle. There's that yes. very big wide yeah. carriageway. Yeah. Taxis, buses, whatever. Yeah. Then they've got the the, the, the dual use yes. pavement. I mean, yeah. you, you, it's marked, demarked, yeah. and people are going up and up and down it all day yeah. long. Sure, and but it, but in the rural areas, it makes a lot of sense. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, you can easily cycle five, six miles to, to, to come in and do your shopping. Yes. Except you don't, because you're scared of getting it's squashed absolutely. by a lorry or, or a car or yeah, whatever totally. it is. You know. I, I, I totally agree with you. Yeah. Um, so houses distribute roads. Uh-uh. What about the three? The, the just the, the, that was crazy. Do you not think? I mean, it, 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 again, the, re, the the reset would have to look at how we, we uh, vote on various projects and how we use our budgets and stuff, localized yeah. budgets. But the idea of having three uh, a sort of fete complé of uh, fete complé, who am I? Here's I who's coming bees. Fete complé uh, that you have choice of three. Roads. You don't have a choice of look. Here's the idea. This is what we're thinking. We're thinking maybe one road, maybe two road, three. It, or these ideas. Or do you think we shouldn't be spending this money on this anymore because our priorities must have changed? If they don't get the change, we, were you involved? You were sitting. We are a sitting councillor at the I moment. Am. Were you involved in the recent voting? Well, I I was the one that wrote the um, the motion for the climate emergency and got that passed. So he's the boy. He's the boy. <laughs> Fair play to you. Well, I mean, it was. It was. Uh, Did everyone vote on that in Chippenham Town? Is it Chippenham Town Council or? or no, or this was for that. This was for the whole of Wiltshire. Oh, fair play. So, to I, you. so I, I, I wrote that motion um, with with Gavin Grant, who's councillor for Malmesbury. Right. Is, um, it, is he Liberal Democrat as well? Yes, he is. Yeah. So yeah, you're very well, you lad, aren't well, you? We, we we try and do a, do our best, so we do. Um, <laughs> so and I've got an Irish connection as well. Good. So there you go. Good. Um, but what was really interesting about that vote was that two weeks before the vote, I had gone to meet with Baroness Jane Scott, bless her, who's no longer. I mean, she's in in, in London because she's in the House of Lords, but she she was running Wiltshire Council at the time. And One of her legacies. Well, <laughs> you know what I mean? One of her legacies. So I went along to see the her death of the youth service. with Professor mm. um, uh, Waltham, who's from, uh, from, from, from uh, Marlborough. Right. And he's a London University professor of climate science, but he lives in Marlborough. So um, Dave, I, I asked him if he would help me put this motion together. Yeah. Um, and it was inspired, it has to be said, by the Extinction Rebellion thing, yeah. which happened, this was back in 2018, uh, around Christmas time. I'd never heard of them, yeah. and suddenly they turned up uh, outside County Hall, and I thought, well, this is a movement I, I don't know about. Mm. It's really interesting. Yeah. And you know when there's like a momentum there? Yeah. So it was, it was from that um, that I met with one of their young members uh, who, who he, he suggested some ideas for a motion, um, which other, other areas have done. I think at that stage there'd been one done in Bristol. Mm-hmm. And so we looked at the Bristol one, which was, was fairly close by, and we changed it for a rural area, because obviously it's, you know, we're very different from, yeah. from Bristol. Yeah. So um, that was how it was written. It was, it was take it and make it, you know, right. But anyway, I took it along to this meeting with Baroness Jane Scott, 
Um, let the two weeks on the Baroness Jane Scott. I wouldn't well, do whatever, that anymore. Whatever, with Jane Scott, yeah. whatever. Yeah. But uh, to to no, bless you. I'm just saying. Yeah. I, I think that's part of the problem. The old old way of like giving people that boosting their ego. Well, we went to 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 meet her, mm. and she was very upset with the idea of us calling it an emergency and how dare we call it an emergency and she wasn't going to all this kind of stuff. And I had written to explain that I was bringing Dave Waltham with me, mm. and. But they hadn't read their emails. And so at that stage, I said, well, I turned to David and I said, would you like to say something? And it was like, she, she said, well, who is this chap? You know, and I said, well, actually, Bring I, me next I, time. I, I, I explained to you who he is. He's, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. a professor of climate yeah, yeah. science from, from the University of London. Oh, he. And perhaps we should listen to something. Yeah. You know, yeah, and, yeah. and he really knows his yeah, science, yeah, yeah. not surprisingly. Yeah. And he explained the situation. Um, when it came to the day, actually at the meeting, it was obvious we weren't going to get cooperation. So uh, they, they, I said, look, I suggest you write your own motion. Don't call it climate emergency, call it global warming. Mm. Um, and I've written mine. Mm. You put in yours, I'll vote for yours, mm. and I hope you'll vote for mine. Uh -huh. So then we turned up two weeks later, full council, you know, and... and to be fair, we were given well over an hour to debate, which was pretty important. Mm -hmm. And it was right at the end of the day. And to start with, various things were thrown at us. You know, we were being, you know, trying it on and, you know, trying to go for votes or whatever it was. Mm. But we put our case and slowly, slowly, their arguments started to fall apart because they didn't really have any arguments. Um, but members of the Conservatives started standing up. I remember one of them, actually, it's the guy who's the current chair. And he stood up and he said, actually, we should be thinking about our grandchildren. Fair play. Who's that guy? Uh, he's the current chair. can't remember his name right now, but he's the chair of Wiltshire Council. Okay. Fair um, play to him. And he said, we should be thinking about our grandchildren. And slowly, suddenly, it felt like there was a movement in the room. Mm. And this, to my mind, is what democracy should yes. be about. Yeah, yeah. You might come into an argument with your own preconceptions, but you're prepared to listen. Yeah. And when the vote was actually held, it was like a rugby score. I think it was 36 votes for, 32 against, and seven abstentions. And a lot of mm. the abstentions were actually in the cabinet. Mm. And it was just like, I couldn't believe it. I mean, I just jumped up in the air and oh, well you know, hollered. I was well so pleased about it. Um, and obviously what has happened since is from that vote. Fantastic. Well done, Extinction Rebellion. Well, indeed. And, and there is now a very good team in Wiltshire Council yeah. um, of, of experts yeah. who are researching it, led by a lady called um, Ariane Crampton, uh, who was on a previous climate... Um, team before yeah. but she really knows this stuff and so there are some really good people yeah. we've got this um, task group which I'm a member of uh, and I, I imagine you've had Nick Murray, Councillor Nick Murray No, I have, re I have read lots of his stuff and I okay. know he's, from I mean, other he, sources he's he an independent knows, but he, 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 is quite he knows his, he knows his stuff and Definitely. it's been brilliant having him on board because yeah. he, can, he can offer a degree of professionalism yeah, in yeah. terms of that particular, I mean, I'm a, passionate about this stuff, but I, yeah. you know, I'm, a, I'm an engineer. I don't, I'm, I'm not a scientist when it comes to climate, but I'm interested. Yeah. So to have him involved as well, and we've put together, we've we've had 
I mean, we were having a, me a meeting every week last year to, to bring in experts on Fantastic. just about everything you could imagine. Yeah. Solar uh, generation, you know, for fields. I mean, already Wooch has got a lot of solar farms. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where we could have new ones, all of that yeah. sort of stuff. So yeah. we've, we've had a lot of really good expertise come in and talk to us. Things like car charging points, you know, yes. all, all of yeah. that sort of stuff trying to learn the lessons. And we put that into a couple of papers which have been put to the cabinet. I must say I'm disappointed with what they've come back. Um, they've sort of not answered the question. Do you know what yeah. it is when you when, go back to your sort of school days when you, you got told off because you didn't answer the question? Yeah. Well, that's what I was yeah. saying to them. Yeah, Look, yeah. for goodness sake, if you're going to say no, say no, but explain your Qualify exactly. Right. But don't, but don't just yeah. answer another question and yeah, the hope yeah. that, that that the question that we'll we've asked yeah. will, will go away. It isn't wouldn't. there? Isn't there a just? I, I don't know if this is true or not, but uh, is there a climate denier on the cabinet or part of the roads or some sort of subgroup? It is said. I think probably more than one. Dun dun dun. <laughs> For all you climate deniers out here, I want you to understand a few things. If I can understand them, and I'm seriously as thick as a log, right? I can understand this stuff. So when good people spent time explaining stuff to me 23 years ago, and they were saying things like, Ed, there's about 30 years before we reach the tipping point. Mm. Uh, I did a lot of things about that. Now, half of it is I increased the population of the, of the world by having lots of kids, but um, I think they're good kids, so good, well done their mums. Someone's got to Someone's got to populate them with them. good looking people. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> but also, it's, I do find it amazing. I do find myself as the Emperor's New Clothes, the yeah. kid in the Emperor's New Clothes, going to say, look, guys, are we serious here? Yeah. On all sorts of levels. Yeah. But with this climate breakdown, this is what's happening. The climate's breaking down and we have been partly responsible for it. It doesn't matter what people think, um, how it was caused or whatever. What does matter, however, is that we do as many things as we can to uh, not increase any of those areas of, mm -hmm. of, of, of uh, the demise of our ability to live within this climate. Mm. For our ability. If you don't like pandas and you don't like whales, not the country, obviously, because it's marvellous, marvellous, marvellous. I don't know who that was, though. That's, not even, that's, neither, that's neither Tom Jones or Richard Burton. If you don't have Tom Jones or Richard Burton, or Elizabeth, that was, I don't know, that's a bit spooky. But you, you, you just cannot, this is the thing about local democracy as well, local councillors, bless. There's a good thing in that you, no one has to be qualified to be a councillor and that makes it open to anyone that can that can be bothered to be fair in a lot of ways but there is something to be said about making decisions all sorts bridge centre crazy that's just people just don't get it if they you know and we used to use that more than the youth service right and you know now we're relying on the on the good people of the rotarians and wiltshire foundation yeah so that we can have a hall to because we used to use the bridge centre all the time mm -hmm. now same thing with, with people that are in, in those cabinets and in, in things like, what are your credentials? Mm. Other than because you belong to the Conservative Party in this county, which is a shame, really. It's a lot of the working class people have been uh, under the illusion that they have somehow uh, become part of that whole tradition of conservatism. They're, they're deluded. But they're making decisions based on no facts, no real information, and not for the betterment, they couldn't possibly do it for the betterment of, of everyone. It's got to be 
that they have some sort of economical idea of that, you know, we're getting this money here and it's money, money, money and, and building. And I'm impressed that, that whoever the chair that said about thinking about their grandchildren, mm. it's yeah. absolutely yeah. got to be that. So there's a, there's a few questions about the, the, the sort of validity. And I think, I mean, one of, going back to the science thing, yeah. um, one, one of the, the things I'm actually, uh, I am I, I, still a member of the Institute of Agricultural Engineers, so I'm Fair still thing. kind of like hooked up with that. Um, and you might have seen a film, it was on Netflix and it was, I think it was on YouTube for a while, it's, it, it's called Kiss the Ground. Um, Woody Harrelson, the, the Hollywood no, actor, no, kind no, of Kiss the Ground, it, Kiss right, the Ground. Okay. well worth watching. Yeah. Um, but in this film they're looking, it's a, it's a kind of documentary really, of how do we solve the world's yeah. problems. And one of the most important resources that we have, which we don't think about so much, is soil. Mm. I'm a soil and water engineer. Oh so, my lord! So I was it's such an important issue. Well, I was Come on, tell everyone. Absolutely fascinated. Oh, about good this. lad. Um, well done. So, so now, actually, it was Dave Waltham that was I first heard this idea from. 60, 60 harvests. It's well, indeed. Yeah. But the idea is that if you, uh, and of course, we have a lot of cattle in this country, and there is the whole debate, are cattle a problem for the climate or can they be part of the solution? Mm -hmm. Now then it starts to become rather interesting because the idea is if you corral your cattle into fairly small places in the field and you move them slowly across that field, day after day you move them, mm -hmm. um, the poop that they produce gets warped into the ground and you build up soil. Excellent. Okay. Now building Excrement. up... Excellent. Exactly. But building up the soil, yeah. what is that soil mostly made of? Carbon. Yeah. So what you're doing is you're creating soils. Now you work out how much soil you could build up, how much CO2 you can take out of the air. Now one of the best ways of, uh, it looks like, I'll qualify that, yeah. it looks like one of the best ways of actually sequestrating CO2 from the air is to turn it into soil. And we need, and there's a massive depletion, is there not, of soil across exactly. the planet? Exactly. And we so we've been dependent on chemical agriculture, yeah. which destroys, destroys it. All Absolutely. Yeah. The soil is a biome; it's full of yeah. all kinds of amazing. And organophosphates that we've used all those. But it doesn't. You don't yeah. have to do that. You, if you, if oh, you, no, if you, if you can do it. So what we're doing at the moment is actually work going on in, in the north of Wiltshire. Uh, a farmer I know is on, on his on his land. Um, it's involving the Rothamsted Institute, which is the foremost kind of agricultural research institute in this country, um, into actually saying, does this work or not? Mm -hmm. And if we can show that it works, we can, from here, from Little Wiltshire, we can yeah. start to find scientifically yeah. ways in which we can start to turn the uh, climate crisis around. And that is so, so yeah. important. Oh, absolutely. So uh, that, I'm so chuffed that you said about the soil. Yeah. We've got an unlock reset festival for the 21st of June. Mm -hmm. Part of that is obviously looking at new ways forward. How do you fancy, if you're around about that time, coming and doing some talks about... Love to. Because if we've still got this place, we're going to have various venues. Yeah. So there will so be celebrations, of course, there'll be all sorts of community groups, mm -hmm. but... It's this type of idea that, that, that we need to, A, look on a local level what we're doing about it, A, the needs trees. Yeah. Uh, do, do you know the yeah. initiative? Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. I mean, yeah. this, linking everyone together, yeah. 
non-partisan, non non-political And we things. don't need to feel we're doomed. We're no. not doomed. No, my goodness, but, I wouldn't know, be here. Why do we do this? Humanity... I'd be out in the pub. There's isn't a pub open. <laughs> okay, I'd break into one. And I'd be drinking. I'd just be drinking, Brian. Yeah. I wouldn't yeah, yeah. give a damn about Norwich. Yeah. Oh, not yeah. even football. Yeah. I totally agree with you. Yeah. I feel very optimistic. I yeah. may be as deluded as, as many people think I am, but I, I have great ambitions uh, for... And the, the, uh, what was the lady who had it here before? Catherine. Catherine. McDermott. I mean, yeah. When you meet someone like that, yeah. you say, OK, yeah. all right then. Yeah. You know, Greta Thunberg, of course, but people like that yeah. in our community yeah, just yeah, say, yeah, right, yeah. and I want to encourage you all the time. Yeah. Let's have some talks about everything that you know about, mm. and, you know, whatever hat you want to have on. I don't really mm. care, to be fair. Um, not that I... This is a venue. Um, my son's partner, I want to, she's going to be coming to talk about... I'm telling her now through this. She's, this isn't her. Uh, to do about fungi and all the benefits of... Right. Uh, you know, okay. all the health benefits and everything else. Mm -hmm. But people like that talking about water yeah. resources, everything else... Mm -hmm so that everyone here in this town can understand how it all works and what their part in it is and mm. about recycling. I, you know, I, I, I'm, I've recently changed the last couple of years into a plant-based diet. I'm not a vegan and I, mm -hmm. I, I emphasize the idea, but not because I don't agree with what vegans do or don't. Mm -hmm. Forgive me, I'm wearing leather shoes mm. and I, I, I would possibly now, these, most of these things are, are secondhand. I would, Look at that as a way forward. Yeah. We've got a recycled clothing thing here. Yeah. But the idea of soil, mm. people have really no idea. And it's not because they don't want to. It's mm. like there is a theory mm. that there is about 60 harvests yes. left. Yes, yes, yes. yes I know. And we yeah. have to kind of get people to understand, therefore, mm. <laughs> what we're doing with soil, what we're, how we're using it, and how we're just, how we are. You know, we got Monsanto and all the GM things. We did, we did a, a tour once um, with the Science Museum up and down the country uh, about a consultation using Forum Theatre mm -hmm. about GM foods. Mm -hmm. And I think that's another area that people, and there's all sorts of different de derivations of that now. I know there's all sorts of, uh, well, I don't need to talk about it, specialists can. Mm -hmm. But on the 21st of June, it would be fantastic, all things being, being considered. Yeah. Even if it's not, we're going to do a virtual thing, so maybe we can organise for you to do an uh, all-singing and all-dancing presentation. It's, it's so important that yeah. we've got people like yourself in our community. I thank you for your time today. You come back anytime you want, and anyone else, to, to help, because this all we want to do is a sustainable development organisation, is get the information out there. I'm not trying to, you know, for any conservatives listening to this and think, oh, he's got a, a, a chip on his shoulders with chip made of potato because I'm Irish. How dare you? Uh, it, it's not that. It's that I want, I've worked in prisons. I've worked in lots of areas. I've yeah. seen what deprivation does. Yeah. And I wouldn't wish some of the um, ways that I know that some people I've worked with have, have used to cope with that, mm. uh, to be visited on anyone or anyone else's family. So for the, for the sake of all our communities, mm. thank you. All the people that do stand for local government, because as much as I'm, I would criticise people for not having the right information or whatever, or making, uh, you know, ill-informed decisions, I also must applaud anyone that's willing to put their head above the, above the parapet and do it for our community. So thank you on behalf of me, our community group. Anything else? You want anything to say? Ed, it's, it's been a pleasure to well, meet you. Bless you, um, sir. Bless I would you. actually like to hear from you more about what you do. Yes. Uh, yeah. You probably don't have time to. Because no, we've got, we got a, another one of your glorious colleagues, Jenny right. Budgel, 
who's about to come here. Okay. And it's interesting. Yep. I love that we've given this offer out mm -hmm. to anyone and everyone and any independents that are out there that want to get hold of us and, yep. um, and any more of your colleagues. Uh, we've, we've been doing so many of them recently because mm. we think it's important. Yep. Um, and actually, I have to thank Ross Henning because he, he, he's... Well, Ross uh, told me about this. So well, yeah, he, I have a, to thank him a, because he's, he, he, he was a brave man to come in. Yeah. I give him a load of jip. He yeah, gave yeah. me a load of... He's, but he's yeah. fantastic. Oh, he and, is. And, yeah. and, and he's a Tottenham supporter. So he's obviously a good chap. Um, but I think it's, it's really great that you guys are doing it. I, you, that, that you happen to be Liberal Democrats is up to you. The fact that you're decent people who are doing your best for our community... I've got to say, fair play to you. Thank you very and much. And I look forward to seeing you again and yeah. find out all about our, our definitely further. Thank you. Spinning